say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Mark here. I have something fun for you. I have five digital copies of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 to give away. And if you listen to this episode the day it comes out and you want to message me by May 29th, May 30th, I can put you in for the drawing. I have it across all social channels, so there's no guarantee, but I do have five copies of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 to give out, and I would love to give a digital copy to you. So, the world's favorite blue hedgehog is back in Sonic the Hedgehog 2, now available on digital in this next level sequel, Sonic and Tails Must Save the World from Dr. Robotnik's Evil Plans. Buy Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and watch it today. Rated PG from Paramount Pictures. And welcome to Movies, Films, and Flicks. I am Mark Hoffmeyer, and joining me is a necromonger, a half-dead necromonger, who just got back from the Underverse and is currently traveling towards a hot planet named Crematoria. It's Norbert Morvan. Threshold! Take us to the threshold! Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what's going on, Mike? <laughs> I'll steal your soul. Yo. He took that guy's soul, okay? And a lot of things in movies where, for example, Shang Tsung, your soul is mine. He absorbs it. He keeps it. He takes your soul and keeps it. This guy takes the dude's soul and just, like, drops it on the floor, man. <laughs> like a dirty towel. Yeah, like it's nothing. You know, Lord Which Marshall just... does not care. The Lord Marshall, right. No, not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. His bag of F-U-C-Ks is empty. <laughs> when he came back from the Underverse, he dropped all those. <laughs> Yo! Half man, imagine? half something. Half something else, and I wrote in my notes Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I love about this movie, man? It's it's three movies. but it it, Okay, and I don't want this to sound in any way like I'm talking down on it, saying, like, you're so cute. I don't want to say that. Because this right. is an original property, this mm. is new ideas, but I love how dorky it is. And I, I don't, I and but you know, Vin Diesel's a D and D guy. He was, he, he said he was playing D and D on set with Judy Dench, Tendway Newton, and Carl Urban. Like he, that is awesome. He was on set playing D and D. So when I say dorky, I guess maybe that's the wrong word, but it is just there's necromongers, there's half dead, there's full mm-hmm. dead, there's helium mm-hmm. prime. There's a. Mm-hmm. I don't like calling it crematoria because I just want to call it hot planet. <laughs> I like that. I mean, there are just. Okay, in the beginning of the movie. Okay, I'm letter Kennedy it right now because uh, I'm mm-hmm. just frozen thinking about it. So in the beginning of this movie, he's been hiding in an ice cave for five years by himself. He gets captured, right. and then okay. no, he takes a plane, and to Helium Prime, it's attacked. Then he wants to go kill a guy, and then he meets the Lord Marshal, a necromonger who wants to destroy the world. But then he escapes, and the bounty hunters that tried to catch him earlier catch him again, take him mm-hmm. to the prison where Kira is staying from the first film. Mm-hmm. And then there's a 40-minute-long mm-hmm. subplot on a hot That's planet. Correct. That's correct. They leave the hot planet. Kira is kidnapped. She is turned into a, a necromonger. Mm-hmm. And then he, she dies, mm-hmm. and then he kills Lord Marshall, 
and he becomes the ruler of the Necromongers. That's and it. also Tandaway Newton, Dame uh, Vaco, and Dame Vaco. and Vaco, they have a mm-hmm. subplot in there. She's kind of Macbeth, you know, like Macbeth's wifing him a little bit in the right direction. Oh, oh, she's so supportive of his yeah. career and his future, <laughs> you know, job prospects. She just wants him to just be better. That's all. You know, you watch. She, I was watching Waterworld recently, and Dennis Hopper seemed to be the one guy that was like, "Screw it, I'm gonna have fun on this movie." I am going to turn it to 11, and I am going to just smoke cigarettes. They're the smokers, Norbert. They, they, they're on an oil <laughs> yes, ga- they're on an oil gasoline rig, and all they do is smoke cigarettes and have drag races. It's wonderful. Insane. But in this one, yeah. Dame Vaco Newton, she just, she just like, for lack of a better word that I can think of right now, she sort of vamps it up and has fun with it and goes big and Shakespeare- Shakespearean. I feel like she's the one who got the tone of this movie. Exactly. Uh, and, and and it's not for nothing. She is oozing sexuality and just, you should be the one who's the leader of the necromongers, Lord Vaco. I am your wife. Oh, I see so much inside you. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, okay, just keep talking. Yeah. Almost there. Love it. <laughs> yeah, she works, <laughs> she works in like a, uh, a necromonger nine to five, you know, she just plays right. Vaco. And he's just kind of like this big dummy warrior. And she's just, but you know what? Every time she comes up to talk to him, he always goes, stop talking to me like that, woman. (laughs) (laughs) Mind your place, woman. But she seems to be. Mind your place. She seems to be very high ranking, Norbert, because she can just walk like Arion, the existential. No, the the sprite, the SeaWorld sprite. Wait, what's existential? What words am I saying? Yeah, but no, she's a celestial. Uh, no, no, no. She is an acro, acromon, acrimonama. So her name's Arion, oh. and she's an Arian elemental. She's yes, elemental. elemental. Yes, thank you, thank you, yes. Yeah. There's a lot. Did you just call movie. her an acromon? <laughs> I, I, I called her a, a Jiminy. That's what she is. A she was a sea world. She was existential. Uh, but she, there's so, much. there's so many words, Norbert. It's easy to just call somebody sea world in this sea yes. world, the, uh, uh, that's, a that's a that's the water planet sea world <laughs> there's hot planet there's sea world there's death planet uh and but then no. and, and new mecca right yeah but apparently new mecca has all the religions you know mm. so the dude that got his soul snatched you know unfortunately his soul was snatched and thrown away that planet is the jesus planet basically you can worship whatever you want on that planet the crematoria like you say that's the hot planet then we got Ice Planet. It's like the people who designed the sets were just playing 1980s Nintendo games. Okay, we need a water board. Okay, we need an ice board. Ooh, and then we get the sunshine board. <laughs> I love not it. Cra- not the craftiest thought behind what kind of planets we got here. We need a Jesus board. Oh, let's get a bagel board. <laughs> Cheese board? But I yeah. do. I, like Vaco, though, Dame Vaco, she walks the elemental everywhere she seems to have her as a prisoner she she straight up interrupts lord marshall and steps into things she she she's more powerful than vako but vako Mm. keeps going stay in your place like he's just a big dummy right right she she's basically the wife of the vice president but with massive huevos if you will (laughs) g-e-g-a-f she walks around you know lady vako are you supposed to be back here? Well, I am Lady Vaco, and oh, by the way, your soul is mine. Like, I wanted to see her do violence, too, because she was really rooting for the murder of Lord Marshall at the end. Yes, do it. Do You know, she's crazy. I love it. She makes me so... She, she knew what movie she was in. And, she she's wonderful. And you know, listening to the commentary on this movie, it, it was... Once again, Norbert, I listened to the commentary of this movie. David Tuohy, the director, writer, and then you had Alexa De- Alexa Devalos, who uh, Kira, who who was a constant head tilt, uh, and then you had <laughs> Carl Urban on there. And wasn't the best commentary, Norbert? I didn't learn anything. They just talked about how great the movie was, and Alexa Devalos kept saying how she had to get in character to have her scenes with Riddick. Mm-hmm. And then she just gets yeah. Killed. I feel like this is one. That the three of them were trying, well, not the three of them, because I think Twoey, like you said, like we said in the last podcast, Twoey's just into this stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
he's into it. But I believe that uh, Urban and uh, the, the Jack Ballos. actress, they were just, they're just, nah, I'm good. We're, am I getting paid for this? Okay. How yeah. much time is left? <laughs> this is a movie I think they're trying to purge from their resume. I love that you said the jacked actress because she got in shape. She like she trained for months for this movie, but they never get to use Dude. any of it. Like she never gets no. a real action scene. I mean, Vin Diesel. No. In this movie, he gets so many scenes where he's laying on something and his biceps are just exploding out of his skin. But then oh she God, she dude. seemed to be equally as in shape as him, and they didn't get to highlight. Like, this is an Edge of Tomorrow situation where. Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise rip it up. Right, right. And Emily Blunt is just rampaging through these aliens. <laughs> Compared to Tom Cruise? Oh, yeah. my God, yeah. But I felt bad, though, because I'm like, man, she trained for months for this movie. But I know we're kind of making fun of it here. But in the end, Norbert, you – okay, this – I love this movie because I, I think you can I like cut out – You can cut out the middle 40 minutes because – yes. They do absolutely nothing for the plot. If you just stick with the beginning, with the ice planet, and then the the right. the, the mecha planet, and then you just stay there, just stay there. Like you don't need hot planet. You know what? It, well, you don't this need is the thing, man. This is the problem. Unlike in the first movie, where we get that kind of middle, it's so where simple. the characters get to breathe. Right, the characters get to breathe and hang out. You know. Uh -huh. And they get to bounce off each other and interact. This movie, they didn't believe in the Necromongers. They, you know, Twohi. Mm -hmm. I feel like he didn't. I feel like he didn't trust the audience to get it. You know, he wanted to make Dune. You could tell. Oh, you could yeah. tell he wanted. Bro, you could tell he the savior. To make Dune. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell he wanted to make Dune. You can tell that he's trying to make Edgelord Star Wars the whole time, but. He doesn't have the courage to let the Lord Marshal be the bad guy. And then we get invested in following the political intrigue of the Vaco family yeah. trying to take over. So he throws in prison break extreme in the middle. You know, we get Eastern European jail warden you know we have a vodka we make deal together maybe you uh you take plan i give you money but not too much money because i want uh you know i want to keep money as well and no really can be... just what can we <laughs> can we get more tandy on the screen please you know tandy newton so evil and insane that she takes an air elemental up in a plane and threatens to throw this flying creature out of a plane <laughs> Like, she's just batshit crazy with just her rage and violence. And then pulls out, like, a knife sword thing, as if we haven't seen Dame Judi Dench, who strangely goes from being, you know, I'm in chains, but not really, because I can phase through stuff, but maybe not. Like, we want more of that. We <laughs> wanted more of that. But he didn't have the guts. He didn't have the guts to stick with it. So instead, welcome to Crematoria. There are inmates... And there are convicts. <sighs> Inmates bring shame to the game. Which one will you be? We get that guy. That I guy. <laughs> I love that guy. I love that guy. I'm sorry. Like, he's a good actor, but it's just yes. so unnecessary. Yes, the question is why. The whole Every time he shows up, you're like, why? <laughs> it's like, listen, you earned your paycheck. I get 100%. it. 100%. You you have some gravitas, you know. I would give you a free pass to see a world. You tore it up, but sometimes I wonder, Norbert, if okay, you look at the costume design of the Necromongers in New Zion, or Zion, yeah. no Helion Prime, Helion Prime, Helion Prime, and then you look at the production design, like Holger Gross, the production designer. Uh, he's a guy who also did Deep Rising, which I love. Broken Arrow, no. he did Stargate, Universal Soldier. He was an Emirate guy. And then he did Chronicles of Riddick in his last uh, – then he went on to do uh, Scary Movie 4, mm. which uh, is pretty interesting. But, I mean, the production design, the sets, Norbert, are gigantic. There are they massive are. set builds. I wonder if they just ran out of money because it must have what? been really expensive to just have all the necromongers. And there's only so many necromonger things you can do. Oh, wow. The person who did this also did, like, Book of Eli. Oh, yeah. So this Ooh. person's legit. I feel I – I feel like they didn't run out of money because it's all up there on the screen. Oh yeah, every you're right. You're right. 
when you watch this, when you watch this in HD, <clears throat> when you watch this in HD, you can definitely see some green screen pop out a little bit more than it would in probably standard definition. But uh, from what you say, no, man, mm -mm, mm -mm. because the the graphics still holds up. Every once in a while, it kind of looks like a PlayStation 2 cutscene, but mm -hmm. for the most part, the graphics hold up. And mentioning the fact that they did production design, the same person did production design on Stargate, you can absolutely see that here. Yeah, it it's funny because the the entryway to the to the underverse kind of looks like you know, hey, you know, there's an arrow pointing this way, go this way. It's it's so weird. Such a but the underverse is real, correct? So the underverse is real. He's okay. So Lord Marshall, he's been right? there. He's been to the underverse, right? Mm -hmm. And he came back as Insane. half a lot and half something else, maybe French. We don't know, right? <laughs> so to stop him, usually good stops evil. But this time we need another kind of evil. You see, <laughs> because this guy is. Half man, half amazing. And so he went to the Underverse, and so he comes back with a religion. All right? He comes back from the Underverse with a religion. And the religion is, life is antagonistic to the natural state. All right? So your verse, life is a mistake, and it's just everywhere. And we might need to get rid of that. But then again, when we stab you in the neck, you're going to be kind of alive, half dead, quarter Filipino, and a fifth Native American. You get it? And that's the religion. Yeah. Because we're going to take your soul or kill you, which ends up with us taking your soul. Right? Yeah, they just take their soul anyway. <laughs> okay, and then when we're unclear, we're going to go to the quarter deads. Yeah, there's half are, deads. Well, they're half dead, a fifth Scottish, <laughs> and maybe one third Singaporean. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's the religion. Does it make sense to you? <laughs> yeah, what is it to wipe what, out what everybody on Earth to send more people to the Underverse where life is better? But universe, not, not not just Earth, the universe, bro. But when you come back from the Underverse, you're kind of crazy. I mean, but your fashion sense. Is lit, bro. Okay? That helmet with the faces, son. You you know you know that you know that at the first that first shot where where the helmet mask turns and its eyes blink, you know that the dude basically wrote the movie around that. Yeah. That was the first idea he had, and then he wrote a movie around it. He thought that that was the greatest thing. This Absolutely. This movie, yeah. Right, so I think that image and then at the end with him on the throne looking depressed those are the two images exactly. they started with and then that exactly. was it that was it or no him spinning <laughs> we're, we're, on the cables yes in the prison I, plan i wrote okay so my note for that was my note for that was did riddick take stripper pole lesson because that rope thing was unreal he wrapped himself in that rope and went up and I want to believe that that was Vin Diesel that did that. I want to believe it. Tui said, uh, Tui said that um, it was a lot of Vin. So he said there were stunt doubles. But he said that shot, you could see a couple shots with Vin doing that. Because, dude, yes. dude, he's a brick in this movie. He's 100%. I think people forget. I mean, you know, Din's Din. Vin. Vin Diesel <laughs> equals Din. Man, my words tonight, man. This is such a fresh of, wait, breath of fresh air for me. Because... It just reminded me once again of Vin and his charisma. I mean, you look at Fast, you look at you know, even his small role in Saving Private Ryan. Dude had it. The one thing, yeah. though, that I don't like about Riddick and Vin is when he gets onto the uh, Merc's spaceship and he goes, three things. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> you made three mistakes. Oh, Tombs. <laughs> when he says it to Tombs, it's like, and then he makes him listen to all three things. You took the job. You only brought yeah. four people. Empty gun yeah. rack. But Norbert, yeah. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, man, if I met you and I somehow annoyed you the first time that we met, you're like, five things. And then you say <laughs> all five things, I would just walk. I would walk out of that room. I'd be like, see you later. Nice meeting you, man. I'm out of here. What, whatever, jerk. Yeah, if you you're the guy that says three things and then says all three <laughs> things, that's such a movie trope. I have never, Norbert, in your life, 
Has somebody ever three-thinged you? You know who does that to you? Your parents. Okay? And this is in the 80s when the parents would still beat the shit out of you when you've done things wrong. Call it spanking. I'm yeah. putting up air quotes because it's a podcast, and so you can't see it. But, yeah, absolutely. First of all, didn't I tell you? Second of all, and then by the time the third thing, I told you. The third thing comes with pain. Oh, man. See? Did they did did they say before they said it though three things, or did they just jump in with one? Okay, so they're coming at you, and as they're you they're they're preparing the implement of 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 pain delivery, and you know they it's you know kneading the belt, or perhaps the cord, the extension cord, or maybe the wire hanger, and then there are three reasons why I'm going to beat you now. Oh, Your okay. parents. That's fair. very disturbing. Very disturbing. It makes sense for parents. Mm, but yeah. aside from parents, has anybody well, ever no, rethinked no. you? No, no, not at all. Not at all. And you being, you know, ex Patrick Swayze roadhouse bouncer guy, <laughs> you would definitely have had the opportunity to be three thinged more than I would have. You know? Yeah. Dude, no, no one's ever three thinged me. Three reasons why I need to get in this bar, bro. First, drip. <laughs> Second, swag. <laughs> Third, iconic personality, bro. If they and said that, I would have let him in. No, then you rip his throat out, bro. <laughs> you haven't been watching the movies. But it's, yeah, just someone who three things you and then tells you the three things. It's just, <sighs> I don't know. I love it, but that's and, such a, but Vin Diesel does that a lot. Remember that, remember his speech in Knock Around, guys, Norbert? 500. 500 what? <laughs> 500 fights is what I've been in. You know, you're getting up the first couple and you remember them. But then once you're getting up in the 250 range, it gets blurry. But then you get to 500 and you're just brick and mortar. You know, you're brick. You're a brick shithouse. You're just a piece of slab rock meat. Nothing hurts. I've been in 500 fights. Let me tell you about the first one. Let me tell you about the second one. Let me tell you about the... He's always speechifying people in his early movies. He's always dropping Listen. the... Listen, listen, he's doing this to show you he's got range. And also, a lot like H. John Benjamin, you know, a lot of it is the voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not to say that H. John Benjamin is not talented, but H. John Benjamin has basically been doing Archer since he was doing The Coach Phrasing. on home movies. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's been doing He's been doing that for 30 years, I feel like, you know? Wow. And so you got you got your thing, and your thing is your voice. It's very sonorous. It's really resonant, and you do want to hear him just threaten people sometimes, and just and just elucidate about just, things. If you've been in five hundred fights, Norbert, you're not telling somebody about that. You're just cracking them. <laughs> oh no, you don't got well, time for that anymore. Well, also, if you've been in five hundred fights, your brain is probably like tofu at this point. It's hanging out. So your you're ear. not making sense anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. You could brush absolutely. your brain. Right absolutely. Now. You know, just... When you turn. When you turn lights on in your house, you know, you see on the wall, you have CR, uh, what is it? The the brain disease. Oh, uh, I know. Uh, CRT? I have, is it? Right? Yeah, uh, I think it is. Yeah, CRT. Yes. TRC. Not, not TLC. I, I'm drinking scotch. You got a baby. We None of us are thinking right. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we don't have CRT. So that's good. No, but I want some chicken. So you said <laughs> there were three movies here. I, I counted I counted I counted five movies. Okay, <laughs> starts off as prestige Star Wars, right? Because we get James Duty James Duty Dench. We get Dame Judy Dench giving us just the most beautiful Shakespearean explanation of why three-headed atomic space dildos that wipe out planets. Why do they wipe out the planets? Right? You know. And then we find out that good usually defeats evil, but there's another kind of evil that defeats evil, and that's the kind of evil we need, because now evil is is Riddick. Riddick's evil now, right? He's not evil though. I know he's not, but 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 we need another kind of evil, bro. Yeah. And so that's why we. And then the second movie we get Tombs, the bounty hunter. All right, we 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 find out how to not be a good bounty hunter. Be with tombs. the four-man crew that in tombs, right? That's our second movie. And then, you know, we get some crematoria shot. We get to see Jack. Jack is hot now. <laughs> Jack is hot now. 
right? And and Jack Jack will kick you in the face because she's got a knife in her in her shoe apparently, like Wolverine. She does some good spin kicks in this, dude. She's a beast. You get sexy dreams position about being the chosen one and and glowy hands, right? That's our second movie, the end of our second movie, and then our third movie we get Edge Lord Star Wars, right? Yeah, we get dudes in extreme costumes, and we finally get. Mwah, some Keith David. Yes. Keith David. He comes back. These stories, they are bedtime stories. I can't do Keith David doing a Muslim accent. I could do Keith David, but not Keith David doing a Muslim accent. All right. He moved, he moved they, quick when he got back, too. Oh, he's. Look, his accent is way better in this one than it was in the first. And I love that they brought him back. Because as you and I know, you and I are stands. Yeah, we are. We're KD stands. And so I know you have a daughter, like you just mentioned. And so apparently he tells his daughter bedtime stories about how his three mentees were murdered on a desert planet by creatures who live at night and are burned when ultraviolet light contacts their skin. Is I mean, that a story that you're going to tell your daughter? I'm already like, telling. Start... She's, yeah. only, she's only six months old and I tell her about Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> and about the time that you put that guy's face through a wall yep. at the bar what <laughs> and is we, this what we're doing we've been reading harry potter to her at night so yeah we're we're loading her up yeah you're reading harry potter some donald goins a little bit of arthur miller you're just giving her the truth chuck polinick hey little daughter today we're gonna read fight club yeah. i you, am jack boiling rage have you read choke <laughs> these are these are bedtime stories no they're not keith david no they're not all right all right and we get the opposite of this in aliens when newt is talking to ripley is that where real babies come from why do they tell children that monsters aren't real like that's the result of telling your daughter horrible things yeah okay you traumatize them it's not a cool and then rashid was walking down this alley and the monster grabbed him and tore him into pieces. We heard him scream, Good night, my daughter. What? <laughs> Does he tell her about the time he fought the guy with the glasses? Oh. <laughs> or his time in the Arctic with uh, a bearded man? And one day, your father was in the Arctic, and there were many, many white people. He was the only black man there, which is the real nightmare of our story. Good night, my daughter. <laughs> <Swear>. <laughs> <laughs> game over game. oh yeah <laughs> so that's our third movie edgelord star wars when the necromongers invade helium prime right or new mecca i don't know it's just there's a lot of names no, helium prime the attack helium prime yeah right edgelord star wars the necromongers attack the their army real fast murder them all we get James James Judy James Judy Dredge comes James James what what Jane Judy Jens. <laughs> dude, she comes back and gives the classy exposition about the Necromongers and they advance planet to planet, murdering us all. And you, Riddick, are the only hope. And that's why I put a bounty on your head. Because me and Tombs, we are friends, you see. And sometimes Bond, you must find the microfiche. <laughs> and she's just, she's just M. She's M. She's like, okay? I will meet she's... my end in Scotland. Exactly. She, she spends the whole movie being M. Do you okay. want to know in my notes, Norbert? I wrote James Duty Gench because that's what I said to <laughs> Megan when I was talking to her about it. So I made sure to add it. I'm looking at James Duty Dench. <laughs> I also have Hot Planet. All right, what are the other movies? All right, yeah. So the third movie is Edgelord Star Wars, right? The fourth movie, Prison Break, <laughs> but 90s Extreme, right? You know, welcome to Crematoria, guy. I'm going to kill you with my teacup. Oh, man. All right? <laughs> was that your soup cup? It, what does he call it first? I wrote straight, that down in my notes. Hey, that's right. What is it, a soup cup? No. I said I would kill you with my teacup. <laughs> I, I, dude, I'm not going to lie. That was dope. What How do you, you think the protein How? waffles are in Butcher Bay? Okay, Butcher Bay, the game I've been playing on my PC... So far, I haven't had any food, but I did stab a guy with a shank that I made in the bathroom. Oh. So I haven't had food. But if the protein waffles were something you could eat and butcher bait, I would assume they would taste like people. Because there is nothing on that planet 
that you could turn into food, except for the dead inmate. Did I tell you how that, I bought that movie? Go for it. Break it uh, down. I was a bouncer, and I started making extra money. And I was always really careful with money. I never went into debt. Like, my credit score is 840. So I never, I never bought anything unless I knew I had money to back it up. So I started becoming a bouncer, and I got an influx of cash. So I got a, an Xbox, but Halo was my first game, of course. But my second game was Butcher Bay. And that game became the bomb. Became sweet, bro. The yeah. Bomb. Full stop. Dude, it was awesome. Like, there's, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that game. Nothing is wrong with Escape from Butcher Bay. The voices are dope. Johns is in it. You know? Like, real actors are in this, man. Michael Rooker. It's good. It's a good game. <laughs> so good. But, and, oh, man. oh, so wait. So what, what movie are we on? We're on the fourth movie? Uh, we're on the fourth movie. The fourth movie is Prison Break. We get Teacup Murder. We get Welcome to Crematoria, guy. Right? We get, is there a name for this private little world of yours? I'm going to start saying that to people because I love that line. Is there a name for this private little world of yours? And Kira, Alexa Davalo said she based her off of the lady from Evanescence. I mean, no one even likes that band anymore. <laughs> no one likes Evanescence, bro. This, yeah, her career is short, wasn't it? No, she's, she's crushing it. What is she doing? Yeah, Alexa. No, oh, yeah, no. She's she's in TV. She's been working steadily. I don't think uh, this role. I don't. Okay, I don't think this was. I don't think this movie was anybody's fault. I really don't. No. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, dude. She's been crushing it. She was in The Man in the High Castle for forty episodes. She's in FBI oh, Most wow. Wanted. She's in Mob City. She was in Clash of the Titans. She was uh, Andromeda in that. She was in The Mist, Feast of Love. I mean, oh, wow. Feast of Love. Um, uh, Rada Mitchell from Pitch Black was in that as well. So yeah, she's yes, been Rada Mitchell. Like she's been crushing it. This she hadn't been. She'd only been acting for two years before she got that, and then she got a show called Reunion. No, she stays busy. Mm. So okay, but I don't okay, think for, the... for her though. This is what was asked of her. You got to be this tough prisoner, mm. and then just get murdered. Like there's really no role <laughs> there. No, no. she all. has no arc. And she has no arc at all. And like, I'm not trying to say like she looks the part. Like she got adequate. Like she got suitably jacked for this movie. She got no, in she's, shape. She's in great shape. Uh, she's in great so shape. I just, she's in great shape. But you know this isn't her movie. It's really tough it's to not. to be that committed to a role that is essentially a Vin Diesel joint. I mean this is about him right now. And because yeah, I hundred percent. But justifiably too. I mean this dude had triple X under his belt. He had Fast and Furious under his belt. Uh, you know, let's forget about Man Apart, you know, those kind of movies. I love that he left Fast and Furious, which is all about family, to go to a Man Apart. That always makes me laugh. Yes. But he yeah. had, uh, you know, so he he, he did what? Um, Fast and Furious, and he had Triple X, he had Man Apart, Pitch Black was already a hit. I mean, he was just right. printing money. And so... He was on a roll. That's, they got over $100 million for this one. Yes, yes. And this, is why I'm, and this is why when you say they ran out of money, I'm like, no, they didn't. <laughs> no, they didn't. Bro. And this is 04, $100 million. This isn't yeah. you know, 2021, $100 million. Yeah, yeah. They they opened the Universal Studios vault like, bum, bum, Vin, here is all the money we have. Make the craziest movie about bounty hunters you can't possibly make. They just gave him the whole thing, man. And so they made five movies here. <laughs> and then what's the last one? And the final movie is Mortal Kombat. Is the final movie, movie five, is Mortal Kombat six, the Rising of Riddick. All right. And in the Rising of Riddick, he actually gets the shit beat out of him yeah, by does. the Lord Marshall. He's about to lose. He takes, yeah. He takes a beating, bro. But the rising of Riddick occurs because the real strong encouragement, once again, of Lady Vako to Lord Vako, all right, it's time to just, it's time to take over, bro. Your time for advancement is now. You're going to be the one that gives the speech at the company picnic this year. Let's go, big boy. She's just motivating him. And he steps up. Carl Urban was just getting off of Lord of the Rings, and he wears a helmet a lot in that movie. So he's moving on to this film, and he said, I didn't tell you this, David, but I didn't want to wear a helmet this entire movie. So he gave himself that awesome haircut, or awesome, and you know, he gave himself it, a very unique haircut, so that when David saw it, he's like, oh, we got to show that hair. So Urban, <laughs> to get out of a helmet, gave himself a sweet haircut. Dude, the haircut is mint. And listen, it's the, not. 
before we get to that final fight, I just want to run a little something by you here because they oh. dropped this movie in June. This was a summer movie. It was supposed to be a tentpole, yeah, yeah absolutely. And but it's crazy though. They it opened up against Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. You are not mm. beating that, right? You are no. not beating a Harry Potter movie. It doesn't matter what you are. No. And it was also no. up against Shrek Two, Garfield, and the Stepford Wives when Will Ferrell was was throwing heaters every week. So right. it opened number two, and it <laughs> opened with twenty four million. But mm. the next week, Dodgeball comes out in the terminal, and then Chronicles mm. of Riddick drops to number six. Harry Potter, Shrek Two, Garfield jumped ahead of Chronicles of Riddick in its second weekend. You and should apologize for that. Chronicles of Riddick made nine million. In its, third, in its third weekend, you had Fahrenheit uh, 9/11 White Chicks, which opened at 20 million, which makes me laugh. Love, I love that. And then The Notebook, I, which oof. made 14. But then, oh god, Chronicles of Riddick dropped to 4.5 million, and it ended up in number 12 spot. Then, mm. Spider-Man 2 opened. Nothing's touching that. Nothing even opened Nothing. up against that. No. But no. then it dropped down to 13th and made 1.3 million dollars. So That's this movie. Awful like fell off the fell off the face of the earth yes quickly yes yes i i mean i can see that though i think people you know what i think is interesting too norbert and uh, before we go on break i just want to pitch this to you i was thinking about this where pitch black right super cool saving private ryan super cool boiler room super cool (laughs) i'm just gonna keep saying super cool just fast and furious super cool man apart super cool triple x oozing cool but then mm-hmm. you go to this movie and it's it's the first glimpse of maybe like a dorky vin diesel this isn't <laughs> fur jacket vin diesel does that make sense this no. is a no necromonger kind of dorky thing so i think people were expecting something awesome and what they got was this which is still fun when you watch it all these years later and you kind of have that because the expectations are gone. You can really enjoy it. Right. But look at Pitch Black's numbers. It did. It, it it jumped off to 11 million. Then it sort of like then it had a good hold to seven, then five. Like it actually held. It wasn't. Right. It didn't have a steep drop at all. And it was right. in the theaters longer than Chronicles of Riddick were was because people right. liked it. So right. I just think, man, I I think Chronicles of Riddick was just the first glimpse of dorky Vin. Right. And then that that disappeared for a while. It really Mm -hmm. did. That kind of Vin was gone for a minute. Mm -hmm. And I think it only started coming back recently now that he is, you know, he can kind of print checks now for his movies. I mean, Deadshot? Yeah. I mean, I love Bloodshot. We just reached our second anniversary episode of that. Uh, Make sure, like, Bloodshot. And then he did The Last Witch Hunter. I mean, he voices Groot. Right, he's back in his D&D phase, right. I mean, F9 just made bank. So if you're Universal, and if you're Universal, and Vin Diesel comes to you and says, hey, my movies make a billion, and even in pandemics, they make 700 million. Like, my movies, I make you money. Fast 7 made $1.7 billion. Fast 8, $1.1 billion. So he's like, give me $40 million, I'm making The Last Witch Hunter. Take it. Okay. You know, yeah. If he, goes, <laughs> if he goes, I want to make Bloodshot, fifty million. Take it. Like, I yeah. just and he, he he didn't even go through Universal for Bloodshot. But I would just be like, go, take it. Right. You want you want Bloodshot, take it. What do you want? Right. Well, you want fifty million to make Dungeons and Dragons, the documentary? Take it. Right. Like just <laughs> you know, I will give you fifty million a year for whatever movie you want, as long as you right. make a Fast and Furious movie every other year. That's and correct. So I think that's why we're starting to see a little bit more of a dorky Diesel. So he right. he's back in in money printing territory. So he can go back right. to being a dork, if that makes sense. That's a solid theory, bro. That's a solid solid theory, because you can see that he really enjoys. Yo, he loves it. There's a, there's so much going on in this movie. All right, mm-hmm. and for what it's worth, he this is his own franchise, man. This is his. You can't ever pass this off to somebody else. This is his franchise in the vein of Die Harder's Bruce Willis. Arnold could have done Predator 2, but he didn't. So the Terminator is Schwarzenegger. That's his franchise. For Christ's sake, he came back at 70 years old to be in Terminator Dark Fate, man. And they managed to put him in Terminator 3. 
as the uh, T-800. They just took his face, and he's in the deleted scenes. So, yeah, Vin, this is his franchise, and I want another one. I want number Dude, four. Make it. Make it. three awesome. Dude, three awesome. Yeah, we're going to really? get to that. That's going to yeah. be sweet. And that's another movie that's three movies, but I still love it. And also, yes. like, I want another Last Witch Hunter, and on, I want another, I want another Triple X movie, because I'm telling you, dude, Triple X three or Triple X Return of Xander Cage, that movie's a bomb. Donnie Yen, Tony Jaa, yeah. like that's a yeah. badass cast right there. And yeah. I, but yeah, this yeah. one, man, this is, I love that he he has an original franchise, and no matter what you think about this movie, you know, I reached out on Facebook and I asked people what they thought about it, and Billy, Jesse, Neil. They all they all love this movie. And I think there's a yeah. reason because it's just there's a lot of love in this, man. David and yeah. Vin love this movie. They and 100 percent. You know, what's funny, too, is uh, Judy Dench. I'm going to get her Dame Judy Dench. I'm going to get her name. Jane, right. I am Jim Booty Hench. She said she had no idea what was going on, but she loved hanging <laughs> out with Vin on set and she loved the sets. So, you know, he got Helen Mirren, too, for fast movies. Like I love Vin. He just he just he got Momoa for Fast He's Ten. Rich. Dude, dude, he reaches. Bro. You know what I hate, man? It's like Dwayne Johnson dropped all that crap on him, but yeah. he's out there getting Helen Mirren. He's getting Judy Dench. Yeah. He's getting Jason Momoa, John Cena. He brought that's in insane. Statham. He brought in Johnson for right. Fast Five. Like, that's right. He is so smart, Vin <laughs> Diesel. Like, when he made Last Witch Hunter, right. I'm gonna get Game of Thrones actors. He he just that's knows. Right. Like, uh, he just, I think he just swings big, and he just brings he in. Does. Like, you know, like I, I love him in Bloodshot, right? I, I I know you make fun of that movie, but I love it. But at the end, it's him, <laughs> it's him, Aza Gonzalez, and Lamorne Morris just driving around the airstream, and they're just gonna go rip it up. That's an awesome cast, man. I'd watch that all day. So I just love how I love his flexes in this movie. He's this big dork. So we brought in Carl Urban, who was hot at the time. I mean, Carl Urban was hot. He brought in Judy Dench. This is a hundred million dollar movie, and he's like, "I want yeah. Judy Dench first. It's like, I need yeah. like this. I love it, man. Dude swings big. There's cool costumes in this movie. It's it's fun to watch. There's a lot of love there. It's just six movies. That's its it biggest is. problem. It's not focused it at all. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. And the sad thing is, we bring back Jack, and we bring back we bring back um the, the imam. Right. We bring back the Imam. We bring back Jack. Imam gets to sacrifice himself for his family. Cool. Jack, she brings up some good points, bro. You ditched you ditched her. Yep. You ditched her. And that was after you learned about the power of friendship and love, man. Okay? So, yeah, she's, she's justifiably bitter. But on the other hand, he's also right. You signed up with Mercs. You know how he hates Mercs, babe. Yeah. What are we doing here? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? But he goes and lives on an ice planet yeah. for five years. He goes, he goes to Hoff, you know. He's, <laughs> he's riding Tauntauns. He's riding the Tauntauns. He's ripping yeah. arms off of Wampas. He's just ripping those arms off. And he just, but, okay. So he, did he go to that ice planet because he doesn't trust himself around other people? Or he didn't want to, he said he went there to be make her safe. Because right. if she knew where he was... People mm -hmm. would get her, and does that make so? Well, if this no is, one can this, find this, him. It doesn't make sense to have her around. It's another. It's another problem with this movie. The characters definitely have motivations. Sometimes it's not super clear, or it doesn't make sense. Right? Mm -hmm. Keith David explains that hey, James Judy Gench is the one who put the bounty on your head. The so celestial, right? So that she could talk to you about, you know, you're a Furian, and Furians have a lot of fury, and the fury is the power. And, uh, yeah. So after she explains that to you, which all boils down to these cats want to kill every human in the universe and take them to the verse that is the underverse or whatever. But the bottom line is they want to kill everybody. He goes, it's not my fight. Defy like, until the end. <laughs> yeah, that's not cool, James Goody Hench. It's yeah. not cool at all. Just main Stooley Hen. This movie, this world will be destroyed. There will be nothing left. I'll be fine. No, you won't yeah, be, I'll fine. be fine. This world will be a black yeah. hole. I'll be yeah. all right. Yeah, and, and 
and not just the world, bro. They're killing all humans. Every and so single, far, yeah, yeah. Sorry. yeah, that's right. Yeah, every yeah, that's right. No, you're fine. Oh, it's good. They're killing all humans, bro. You are a human. Yeah, no, no, this no, no. They they're wiping out planets with giant three headed dildo nukes. This yeah, this could affect you, bro. They have they built something that's gonna suck everything in this galaxy into something and wipe it out and turn it into nothing. I'll make it. Like no, yeah. I do. You know what I do love though is when Judy Dench, Dame Judy Dench, does Dame her Judy opening him. narration. Now, I really awful. dislike post-apocalyptic or futuristic narration. Most for the most part, because. A lot of times it's going, the world is turned to ash. Demons <laughs> are eating my body. The world has become vampires who feast on flesh, then feast on each other, then feast on that flesh, then feast on each other. Yeah. My entire uh... family was slaughtered by marauders. And so I hate monotone <laughs> narration. But when Judy Dench does it, it just sounds, okay, cool. It's, fas- it's fascinating. Yeah. On Sunday, we had a swimming pool, and by <laughs> Thursday, the pool was dry. All of my friends had drank the water, and I explained to them, it was not saline. You're just like, yes, I'll take that, Judy Dench. <laughs> Reading the Cheesecake Factory. Thing, yeah. It's definitely yeah. better than what Virginia Madsen's opening dialogue in Dune. <laughs> you know, I still haven't sat down and watched that because it's a – because – there's certain movies you got to be in a frame of mind, you know, Dune, The Road, you know, Book of Eli. You can't just, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch Book of Eli today. You can't do that. You need to be in a mood. I feel like hating myself is, today. I'm going to go watch The Road. I'm just going to watch the cannibalism exactly. scene in The Road 300 times. <laughs> exactly. Good old Cormac you know, McCarthy. That's right. And then Judy Dench comes out. Wait, no, not 40 years ago. We set not, the world on fire. Wait, Cormac wrote, McCarthy wrote the book. Oh, yeah, he did. Cool. I was like, I mixed him up with another. Someone else wrote, all my friends are going to be strangers. But I forget who wrote. I'm losing it. But, yeah, I did read The Road, the book. That's a gnarly Jeez. one. What's his other book, Cormac McCarthy? His one that could, will never be turned into uh, a movie. That's absolutely. Old country, the Country for Old Men. Oh, no. The that, country for Old Men. He wrote one that, that one they, say can, cool. they say can never be turned into a movie. And people have been Why? trying for years to make it into a film. Let me let me look this up. He did write All My Friends Are Gonna Be Strangers. I love that book. Dude, I'm a dude major, make it man. Lunch. Oh, Blood Meridian, dude. Blood Meridian. I've heard of that. Have you read it? Well, if if Naked Lunch could be turned into a movie, bro. An excellent movie with your boy uh Robocop, Peter Weller. Yeah. And that was supposed to be unfilmable. I just don't know how you can do it. I just Yeah. I after reading Blood Meridian, that's a bonkers book. And they tried to do all the pretty horses too. I don't know. You know, I worked with that cinematography. I was a stand-in on a movie called Jane Mansfield's Car, and I worked with him. And, and he was also on a Golden Corral <laughs> commercial as well that I worked on. Golden Corral. <laughs> Bro. Nothing screams America like Golden Corral. I had to go cheesecake s- I had to go s- running, sprinting into a Burlington Coke factory because we shot all night. In Atlanta, it's crazy because it would be kind of warm, but then it drops – and it's not like Wisconsin winter, but you're not dressed for it. So when it hits in the 30s yeah. and you're just wearing a shirt, it's horrible, Norbert. So I went and bought a sweater at Burlington <laughs> Coat Factory. That's what I'll always remember from that. But it's yeah. like three dollars, bro. Now we're on Cormac McCarthy, but uh, it's we are. We've it, completely forgot. One what of we're my favorite about. musicians, Ben Nichols of Lucero, one of my favorite bands. He did a album. That is so, like he basically inspired from Blood Meridian, so it's like the, all the songs are Blood Meridian esque. It's really good. So if you ever want to listen to Blood Ben Nichols sing about Blood Meridian, you should do it. That's a lot of bees. And knowing it's after battle. It's like, hey, so how about this? We're almost done with the episode, but let's take a quick break so I can put some some ads in here, and when we come back, we'll do talk it. more. The Chronicles of Riddick. Rock on. All right. Um, this is a loose episode, but I think it's perfect. I'm, I'm not going to edit it. <laughs> the thing is, we still did our research, and we're making salient points. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we've we talked about the movie a lot, bro. Yeah. I think we've we talked have. about this movie more than many others. <laughs> I was just about to say, that's right. Yeah, we've broken down a lot of details and specific lines and shit. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? 
Okay. Uh, oh, I got a couple questions for you when we get back. You ready? Yeah, no problem, man. All right, here we go. Oh, one sec. Okay, ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome back to movies, films, and flicks. And we just had a really good laugh coming back from break. It took me a while to actually get us back from this break because I started thinking about the scene in this film where uh, Riddick is going to save Jack. But there's another yes. guy on the cliff, the smoking cliffs. And for a while, <laughs> he's like, am I going to get rescued by Riddick? And Riddick <laughs> goes blasting past him and saves Jack. And the yeah. guy just gets eviscerated into nothingness. Yes. But it just Nothing. makes me really happy that for a second, the guy's going, is Riddick coming back for me? Me, bro? Yeah. Me? Is, that, is this I'm happening? Is this happening right now? Yeah. But yeah, that makes me really happy. And also, too, I mean, the CGI dogs in this movie, that's... They're massive. They're huge. I mean, they're deadly, but he doesn't keep them. Like, there's no reason for them. But I still like deadly dogs, I guess. But yeah, that's... You know know what it is? You know what it is? It's the equivalent of the Marvel movies today. You know, this is how Wolverine got his jacket. Mm -hmm. It's that scene. It's that scene, you know? You and I have played, you know, Escape from Butcher Bay. Yeah. And uh, the eyes, you get the eyes from some magic dude mm-hmm. in Butcher Bay. And it just randomly gives you these magical eyes. And so the cigarette story, you know, he gave 20 cigarettes to get the eyes. Where do those eyes come from? They come from the dogs? So he ripped them out of a dog and put them in his head? It just brings up more questions that they don't bother to answer. And then because she says, yeah, I had 20 cools and no one would do it for me. Right. Yeah. Right. But also, too, how do Dame Vaco and Vaco communicate? Because it looks like the cell phone system for the Necromongers is dead bodies. Uh, Dead bodies and apparently water. Yeah. 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 That's their cell phone. It's it's frightening. It is alarming. Uh, I'm pretty sure that it costs them a part of whatever soul they might have left that he didn't rip out. You know, maybe that wound that they get on the sides of their neck starts oozing as it talks. It, it, dude, it was gross. And, you know, it kind of sounds like uh, in Ninja Scroll, there's an anime called Ninja Scroll where the characters, they, they talk basically two, tel- two cans connected by a piece of wire, but it's in the mouth. <laughs> and so it was really cool that they pulled that effect off, though. The verse off Meyer. You have to get down with the verse. That's all there is to it. You know? It's got to get down with it. It's it's not the sickness, it's the verse, all right? And then the dead person that they use, you know, quarter Italian, <laughs> half Vietnamese. Quasi dead. Maybe a fifth Ugandan. Whoa. The quasi dead. That's how we transmit the phone calls. It's One insane. moment, please. One moment, we're looking for a corpse to deliver your message, sir. And then they have the the seeing eye monster that they just walk mm. around very slowly, but you could do that with goggles. And the, only, and the only things that that creature sees are things that are really close to it. So it's, that's correct. What that's correct. I mean, it's a cool visual, right? Yes. And I think that's once again, they're just like, that's cool. We're putting it in. It, the entire movie is just two guys sitting in a room. You know, it'd be fucking great, bro. <laughs> Like, there was a face, and, like, when the face turned around, there was another face, but, like, it was blinking eyes. And what if this dude with, like, a purple lens visor, he only sees people, but, like, veins and the color orange? Because he doesn't say orange. It says orange. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then crematoria. Yeah. Hot yeah. planet. Hot planet. Hot, 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 hot. We got hot planet. We have death planet. Brown planet. <laughs> Eddie Murphy just walks by. <laughs> That'd be funny if there's a cut scene where it's just uh, Dame Vaco, Vaco, and some other people hanging out in a hot tub, and then there's that scene. <laughs> <laughs> They're just talking political intrigue. You know, Vaco, I find that you are the greatest of all of the necromancers. Too hot! Eddie, it's wonderful to see you. Come, perhaps there's a place for you in our cabinet. Can't do it! Got to go! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just starts lashing kicks. And then Vako, watch your place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Vako tells, watch your hands on my wife. Get <laughs> the 
did Dame Vako get Necromonger? They are all dead, bro. This but is what. Wh- why she got, still got the sass? Okay, they they were all humans. Yeah. The universe is full of humans, right? There are Furians who are apparently just the most badass until they were all killed by this guy. I love how there's the most and badass race of humans happen. that get wiped out. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they were all humans at one point. They were all alive. And their souls were literally ripped out and then just tossed aside. And then they get stabbed in the neck. So they're, you know, half alive, half dead, quarter Vietnamese. But why is Dame Vako so much more lucid? I, they're not slaves. Hmm. They're not slaves. It's just that what we see, those, those they are politicians. They're, 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 they still have all of the human political intrigue, and I'm sure that somewhere on the giant necromancer ship, there is a souvenir shop and a bakery, and maybe there is a necromancer shoe store, you know, a place where you can get your armor waxed, okay? Because they have civilization. It's just that there's a soldier class, and you can tell they're clearly – it's a clearly defined stratus. Yeah. Because at least those four, right? The leader is the Grand Marshal. And then you got Tandy Newton. Then you got Dame Vaco and Lord Vaco. They're together. And then you got the dude who, spoiler alert, he's the Furian who's on their team. Yeah. He's like either equal to or under Vaco's. Yeah. The dude from Vikings. and So there's got to be others like them. Got it. Are they eighth dead? He was also. Are they eighth dead? You, You know, they're eighth dead quarter french canadian makes sense yeah linus roach man, <laughs> him and he and mandy and vikings and homeland that dude is so good there's so many good actors in this he's movie so man so many good actors this and it's not a bad it's not a bad movie no it's just too many movies it's weird yeah it's weird it's just weird yeah it's, it's weird and if you try to watch one two and three it sticks out as like this movie's really strange because pitch black is good because of the simplicity and the characters who are very gray. They're not very, they're not black and white. Right. This, this one, right. Is, everybody's got, this one is like all black and white characters, very one note mm-hmm. and it's six movies, but it's still yeah. fun. I just, it is. There's so many neat ideas. The one thing I think is, I know it had a hundred million dollar budget, but I do feel at times it got stretched. I, I think, they went for they went for a hundred and fifty million dollar movie on a hundred and five million dollar budget. I, I wish they would have <laughs> scaled back a li- I wish they would have made four movies. <laughs> skip the prison planet. Yeah. Skip she you know what? She could have been one of the the uh mercs hunting him down. And then they catch him and then he has to that, reunite with her. That would have been so much better. That would have been so much better. Yeah. And then she's established, she so, has her own crew. They bring her back. She is not only hunting him, but she's like, no, we're not cool, actually. Yeah. I never liked, you know. And then when she dies, now, okay, it's a more earned death. Because the way she dies in the movie is pathetic. Mm-hmm. Not good. You know? Yeah, I hate what it they could should have turn her into a necromancer, and she gets, she gets stabbed by a statue. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst, bro. It's the worst. No. You turn Jack into a bad guy. Because you've already kind of hinted that Imam turned on Riddick. And that makes the first hour of this movie is cool, man. The first hour of this movie is real solid. Why did the Imam turn on your ad? There are questions in your head. Imam turned on him? What the hell? What happened to Jack? What are we talking about here? You know? Why is Tandy Newton so hot and fully clothed? So during the commentary, I guess. David was talking to some press, and some guy goes, I have a three-word review for Chronicles of Riddick. And he goes, uh, uh, Tandy, Tandy Newton dress. That was his three-word review. <laughs> and then I like the Alexa, uh, the Alexa Davalo. She went, gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then, but then. I, listen, tu- I'm a monster. But then, no, but then Tui was like, nah. <laughs> like, he started sticking up for the reporter. <laughs> But no, but bro, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I I was watching Westworld exclusively because I was like, wait, Tanya Newton's naked in this. 
I'm that guy. I'm sorry. And I was proven right because Westworld season two and season three were not good. Mm-mm. And not because they lack not because they lack Tandy Newton nudity, but because, you know, every suddenly they became Terminators. It's uh it's tough for a lot of shows when you think about Lost and and Westworld. Right. You I feel like you plan for a first season for years. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you have this outline and then like, okay, great. Get us the second season in six months. You know, in six um, months, right? You're like, yeah. wait, what? Uh, <laughs> like, what? Uh, you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is Westworld, you have the movies, you have movies. Yeah. There've been one or two. One. There was the original and did they remake it? But uh, anyway, anyway you have the movie and then you have the book from Crichton. Yeah. And the first season was not. The first season was not the book at all. Yeah. I don't... So they had material to draw, from, mm-hmm. but they didn't. Just keep it in the park. But lo- like, yeah. you know, Lost, they had to get off the island eventually, but I don't think they got off the island until season three or four. So well, keep them in the park. Well, J.J. Abrams, J.J. Abrams and the dudes that ended up making Battlestar Galactica, they tell you straight up, I don't have a client. Yeah. You don't know the smoke monster? I don't know who he is either. Can I tell <laughs> you something? They didn't play oh. this shit. Let me something that makes me very happy. So J.J. Abrams, when they made the pilot for Lost, he's like, "Yeah, Smoke Monster. Yeah, this. Yeah, that." And he's like, "Okay, guys, you ex- you explain it." And they just left. So then right. like, we have to right. explain a pol- <laughs> we have to explain a polar bear. So I love when he made Force Awakens and he had all these mysteries. And Ryan Johnson went, "Nah, <laughs> and nah, just, nah, nah." And, and that's just, why I like the second. And then he just went, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> I ain't playing J.J." Yeah. <laughs> that's why I love the second movie. Because it's like, you know what? Your parents were hopeless, and you're a bum, and no one cares. Yeah. You want to join me? All right. Whatever. There's other people with the Force. No one cares about Skywalker. Yeah. Shut up. And Snoke. <laughs> I was Blah. like, yeah. Yep. Let's go. Snoke, Snoke is a loser. It yeah. doesn't matter. None of it matters. <laughs> they had no plan. I'm wiping the slate clean. Good luck. See you in movie three. I am and killing then... this polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Kill the I'm sorry, we've once the again first gone thought, off topic. The first thought, right? though, I had in my brain, <laughs> the first thought I had in my brain when watching Last Jedi was that scene in the Chappelle show where he's like, F your couch. And he's just kicking the couch. <laughs> that's, that was Ryan Johnson. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. That is exactly what it was, and that's why I love it. All right, all right but, um, all right, so, hey, final thoughts about, about the Chronicles of Riddick? And are you, I'm looking forward to Riddick. This has been a really fun this has been really fun to revisit these these films. So I've really enjoyed this. I'm glad. Well, I think you suggested one of them, and I was like, let's do the franchise. But this has been fun. Any yeah, final let's thoughts? Do the franchise. Yeah. Any final thoughts about Rick? This it's a solid movie that you put on in the background on a Saturday afternoon. You know, we are. I'm from New York. I grew up in the '80s and the '90s, and so you could turn on a TV on a Saturday that you didn't go outside. And just have a movie on. And it would be fun to watch. Even if it was dumb. And you couldn't exactly explain everything. This is that movie. This is a watchably bad movie. But and there's six movies. So if people don't like one of them, you're on to the next one. Just use your chapter forward. Use chapter forward on your DVD player if you're still watching DVDs. Or just press forward. Skip ahead. You can skip certain things. It's fine. Whatever. You, you miss that. nothing. Well, this was uh, this was fun, it. man. Thank you for joining me. Your body is a wonderland, Hoffmeyer. For our CRT, Dame Duty Dench, and SeaWorld talk. This was uh, this was. Fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Mame Lucy Pants, yo. The Fury on this coming. And also, hello to everybody in Hong Kong who listens to the show. We were just number twelve. That's pretty good. It's pretty awesome. Peace, Hong Kong. That's Peace, right. Peace, Hong Kong. All right, That's so. So for me, Mark Hoffmeyer, for Norbert Morvan, this is Movie Sons of Flicks. We'll see you next week. Oh, crap. Do you want to plug something for I'm on the SoundCloud, Norbert Morvan. I'm on the Twitter, at Eddie Kane, E-D-D-I-E-C-A-I-N-E. That's it. Listen to my music. I just made a song about the patio. Like, here, here it go. We need to do a David Bowie music moment draft. Mm. You're a Bowie guy. I do like Bowie, man. I play I play a, a fairly basic form of the man who sold the world on the guitar. <clears throat> if you take Life Aquatic, we're going to fight. I'm just going to hang up the call.
That's my number one pick right there. Sue George. Portuguese covers. Bowie. It was impossible. And that and that was really what opened my brain really? to the possibilities of Bowie. Because I knew about David Bowie before that movie. But Sue George, he's murdering that guitar. And singing Bowie in Portuguese is mind-blowing. And the whole soundtrack, folks. The whole soundtrack's badass. Oh, man, I love that movie. Yeah. So, uh, hey, thank you for joining me, Norbert. Love you, man. (laughs) Love you, dude. We'll see you later. We'll talk Riddick. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.